millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. With your host, Dave Schilling. Featuring Ronaldo Blackman. Alex English. Benoit Benjamin. Joey Bulkman Bucci Norris Sean Keane Xavier McDaniel The X-Men Musical guest Boston <laughs> And now the host of Round Ball Rock Dave Schilling! Oh man, Boston's here. Oh. I was hoping for Chicago, but as East Coast City or Eastern City is fine by me no matter which one. Welcome back. We've been off for a couple weeks now. I've been doing things. Sean, you've been performing. I've been performing uh, Joey. surgeries, actually. <laughs> It's uh, the Tim Tebow kind of like missionary circumcision kind of tour. That's can, what I've been performing. Can you do anything for Tony Romo? Uh, well, I mean, I could donate my spine, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he. this is maybe the last surgery he can have or he might just die on the operating table from just being cut open so much, right? I mean, would that make him the greatest quarterback of all time if he died on the operating table? No. I, mean, <laughs> I would remember him fondly. Like, what a, a way to go out, man. That That's happened great. to the little girl from... It would be like, yeah, little girl from Poltergeist and Tony Romo. Both. 
Kanye's mom. Give Legends. Kanye's mom. Both yeah. all donating their bodies. <laughs> For their particular sports. Legends cut down before their time. Speaking of legends cut down before their time, Joey Devine. Hey, Joey. <laughs> hey, buddy. What did you do with your time off from the uh, show? Well, at one point we recorded like a three-hour-long Warriors podcast, but it is too long to make we into can, a podcast. We're, we're, so. it's be, it'll be a special episode. <laughs> you know? I also got food poisoning at a Dodger game, but I, yeah. don't, I don't really blame... The Dodgers, as much as I blame my own decision to sit in the all-you-can-eat right field pavilion. See, that is a rookie mistake. I yeah. did it multiple times and will never go back because it encourages gluttony. Yeah, and I didn't even eat that much, but I think just... It's not really a Dodger dog. Really, any stadium's hot dog, when it's left out mm-hmm. in mass quantities on like a 90-degree night, mm-hmm. is maybe not the safest well, yeah, well, nacho cheese or hot dog eating situation. For mm-hmm. those who are not uh, Dodger fans or people who live in Los Angeles, in the right field pavilion at Dodger Stadium, you pay 40 bucks or something, and there's just a giant pile of hot dogs like the uh-huh. that scene from game of thrones the battle of the bastards but instead of dead bodies they're <laughs> hot dogs and they they've been boiled and the they're shriveling uh-huh. both the bun and the dog and it's just it's gross yeah, don't it, eat them i had seven once it's i mean it's giant and it sounds appealing mm-hmm. but then you're there and because it it is designed to accommodate an entire bleachers worth of gluttons i mean it's it's one step above everything just being served in a trough. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like you just feel like an animal. I want to <laughs> I want to go and try and average two hot dogs in an inning. That you would be great. Could do it. I yeah, I think I could do it. I had, need somebody I had to like pick up hot dogs for you because mm-hmm. I think the line would be prohibitive. But sure. but you need a support team. You always yeah. need a support. There's team really not a line that much of a line though because they're just throwing them out. Yeah. Right? Most That's of the true. time, it's just like, oh, I'm just going to pick up five yeah, of these. Just take them. Just fucking get things. out of here and take them. But what em. you have to do, and my first time I didn't follow this rule, is no nachos, no peanuts. Oh, yeah. No soda pop. No. no not even be- Just no. stay away from every. Two sodas. Two mm-hmm. sodas, two hot dogs in an inning. Two the whole game. Yeah. I allow myself. Two, two sodas. sodas well, game. that's to break the hot dogs in yeah. half and dip the oh, buns Oh, sure, like in, Kobayashi right? does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if I would love to see their reaction if Joey Chestnut bought a ticket for the right field pavilion. Would they just be like, "Uh oh, shut it down"? We weren't prepared for this. Just a lot of horrified faces, like running from Godzilla. Um, basketball, though, guys, is what yeah. we talk about on this podcast. And we are tantalizingly close to the season starting. We should start with two guys who hate each other, huh? Sean and me? Yeah. yeah. We were really talking a lot of mess on Facebook when you were it was, at, the, at the Dodger it game. Was, it was tough because I was really uh, uh, vor- voraciously taking pictures and making fun of Tommy Lasorda while basically just walking around outside trying not to vomit for two innings. <laughs> <laughs> and then I eventually gave up and just left the game. But... Yeah, I was really perturbed with your with your talk. But no, guys, not Bradley, you. Bradley Beal, Beal and John, John Wall. Oh, I thought it was us, but whatever. Uh, they're they're kind of like the Puig and Bumgarner. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but uh, the question I have is, why did we think they liked each other for so long? So what is, what, what is the the new news? What is the new? They tell, both have us. just come out and said, "Yeah, I don't like that guy," but we play through it. 
I, and here's the thing. Bradley Beal should not be allowed to not like anyone he plays with because Bradley Beal... Get the fuck out of here, Bradley Beal. <laughs> Injury prone, overrated, never shooter. actually been very good right. at basketball. Everyone just assumes he's good at basketball. I want to invent a, a theory that there is a there's a, a, a halo of success that some great players are able to give to mediocre mm -hmm. uh, supporting players, and I think he's one of those guys who's not a Scottie Pippen type or a Clay Thompson. But it's more like, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, uh, like, Sedale Threat. <laughs> like, if Sedale Threat is on a, a team with a great player, people would be like, oh, Sedale Threat, it's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. But he's not. I also kind of, I would have taken so, this very seriously if it had been Bradley Beal talking about the team trainer. Mm -hmm. and just, you, yeah. he and I don't get along. Yeah. Like, yeah, I understand yeah. why there would be a He's ruined your there. career, that sure. Seems like the, you've, but John Wall just... Doesn't it seem like the everyone likes John Wall? Except John for Wall like kind of likes everybody except for Bradley Beal. Like John Wall liked JaVale McGee. Yeah. JaVale McGee is the most <laughs> frustrating player in the NBA, I'm sure, to like, play with. John Wall liked Nick Young. <laughs> Nick Young, by the way, has been posting about the Lord a lot on Instagram recently. Uh, He's praying he doesn't get cut. cut yeah, or traded. Um yeah, but I, is there, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I, there's so much of an emphasis in the NBA right now on pairing players together mm -hmm. and big twos and big threes and you know having that championship core. I think we've gotten to the point where we can say that Bradley Beal and John Wall are not that. They are not a championship core. They're not a big two. But they have a Morris twin. So you think it's a big three. <laughs> <laughs> they have Markeith. No, that team's that team is not making the playoffs next year. So they now have Bradley Beal for five years and a max deal, mm -hmm. and something like three more years of John Wall. That sounds right. Yeah. And those guys do not like each other, and they are the absolute foundation of the team. Yes. Right. Even this though is the time did. when you start over. Now, granted, the Washington Wizards did have a very high lottery pick, the number two pick in the draft, a man named. Auto Porter. Oh. <laughs> Auto Porter, part of a championship core. I think he's definitely in a big three of the most disappointing players in the league. <laughs> Auto Porter wears glasses when he's playing, correct? Yes, goggles, right? Yeah. But yeah. in in the in NBA 2K16, they're like straight up Kurt Rambis glasses for some reason. Cuz they can't render goggles. No, properly. they do goggles, but for some reason, Otto Porter wears, like, Warby Parker frames in the video <laughs> game. That is fresh. Yeah. Speaking of goggles, has anybody seen that uh, Draymond uh, Horace Grant commercial? Where, okay, so Horace Grant and Draymond Green are in a hotel lobby, and Horace Grant's like, hey, Draymond, so good to see you. And Draymond's like, who are you? And he's not, he, then he puts on his goggles, and he's like, oh, hey, Horace Grant. Uh -huh. Because Horace Grant is only known through his goggles. Right. And then, of course, Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child shows up. Oh, that's right. And they don't know who she is. And then she's like, I'm from Destiny's Child. I was, I was thinking, though, that I, I enjoyed that. And then I started thinking about how sad that must make Horace Grant's identical twin brother, Harvey Grant, <laughs> feel. <laughs> like, 
Oh no! <laughs> bring that bring that over here. Otto Porter. I've just showed the picture of Otto oh, Porter. Oh no! Just in 2K17. Wow. So much confidence in him. He looks like Dwayne Wayne from an, a different world. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, he should do a commercial for Warby Parker. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, commer- it, it is commercial season in the NBA off season right now, and uh, Russell Westbrook had a very exciting commercial come out that uh-huh. some might say is a passive-aggressive dig against your new favorite player, Kevin Durant. I believe you referred to it as pass-ag. I did. Which yeah. You don't think it is? You don't I'm think that that... I'm going to say I'm not that into that. Uh, <laughs> into that uh, you don't like the phrase pass-ag? No. Okay. <laughs> What's your problem with it? Pass-ag? I don't know. Just, I don't... Passive aggressive is such a it's a fun phrase to say. It's long. I want to shorten it so I don't have to say as many <laughs> syllables, baby. I had a I had a girlfriend once call me Pagriv. Why? Like Hag Hagrid? because oh, you're passive aggressive. Yeah. And uh, you're like Hagrid from and you you work at Hogwarts. No, Pagriv. <laughs> oh, Pagriv. Okay. Pag-riv. okay. <laughs> Like like I was a student at Pag Gryffindor, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you know how it makes you feel when somebody calls you Pagriv? Uh, great. Agriv. That's aggressive, <laughs> aggressive. Mm-hmm. But my question to you both is, does Russell Westbrook have any sort of leg to stand on in well, this situation? Well, take us, take us and is this, this appropriate? Walk yeah, us yeah. through the commercial. Okay, thing. so the commercial is is Russell Westbrook on a on a, a runway in, a, in an airfield, and he runs and he he flies in the air with a basketball, and then the voiceover guy says, "Some people run, and some people use runways, and they make runways, make runways, yeah. and then he dunks into the sky or something." I don't like the commercial personally. Mm-hmm. It seems it's more bad. like yeah. It's, it's it's also poor copy. I would say <laughs> yes. It, it makes no logical sense like, what they're what, trying to get across. What is even making a runway? Well, what it is you're making space is for yourself. if you're talking about making a runway, the mm-hmm. best thing to do is to partner with a more talented construction company that starts <laughs> making a runway a year earlier than Correct. you. Yeah. Or that they've already built many successful, uh, beautiful runways already, and all they need is just someone to yeah. smooth the concrete some out. Guys, <laughs> some guys want to be part of an airport, not just a runway. Because so, yeah, really the metaphor in Oklahoma City is a lot of potholes that are, are being insufficiently paved over by Kyle Singler and uh, maybe... Dion yeah. Waiters. Anthony Robertson. Oh, oh, yeah. Anthony Robertson. Ur- Ursan Ilyasova waving those uh, <laughs> light-up cones and a reflective <laughs> mm-hmm. vest. And then people are kind of looking like, isn't there a little more reliable airport <laughs> we could land in? It's... I, I just don't... I get why he... I get. I get why he did it, though. Because the whole narrative of the season for him is... I'm going to fucking destroy everyone. I'm going to mm-hmm. eat the children of every NBA player. Yeah, that commercial would have been cool. If he had just Not been him eating running babies. Down a, no, but like one where he's like aggressive aggressive would have been cool. But this passive aggressive, that's a real Durant move. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of. But I don't even think Durant is like that passive aggressive. I don't okay, think it's a LeBron move. It's Perfect. Yes, because LeBron James is constantly like 
peppering his speech with subtle digs at everyone. He's somehow LeBron James is sort of like if Iago's brain was in Othello's body. <laughs> That's probably the deepest, most uh, artistic uh, comparison anyone will ever make on this show. That's really good. Uh, not a lot of Shakespeare references on Round Ball Rock, folks. I, th- I think it's a bad narrative just that, that that commercial makes it seem like his feelings are hurt. He's trying yeah. too hard. If it was just kind of him, army of one, me against the world, whatever... But this reminds me a lot of what happened when Conan O'Brien lost his show. Mm-hmm. And the narrative so much was just poor Conan. And he went on a whole tour where it was like real sad about him losing his show. And I think it forever kind of cemented him how is, he's perceived yeah. now is like especially in you don't you don't want your superstar basketball player and you don't want your comedian to be someone that you legitimately feel sorry for their hurt feelings. Right. Well, and if, it'd be different if it... This commercial is... I don't know. The the approach of mourning the person who's gone and defying that, that works if Kevin Durant was killed in a car accident <laughs> mm-hmm. or something. But now it's kind of like, yeah, he left... He like, didn't believe in your... Shitty owners. Well, I think it. De- I think it depends yeah. on how you look at this situation. Obviously, the two people sitting at this table with me are biased about how they look at it because they're war- You guys are Warriors fans, no, well, so you're you're not going to see Kevin Durant as the villain the way that the other fan- twenty nine fan sure. bases of the that's NBA see him as a villain. Yeah. So but this commercial to me seems like a uh, Jordan brand version of like. A commercial Dan Gilbert would have made with Mo Williams after LeBron <laughs> left for Miami. Like, some people drive away, but we're building a driveway. <laughs> we're, building a, we're building a very large bus, and everyone's welcome. Um, and we're going to get, you are going to issue a predatory loan to pay for it. <laughs> Quicken loans. It's a dumb commercial, but I think. At the end of the day, Russell Westbrook is going to have an insane season unless he gets hurt, which he might, by the way, because he's carrying that team. I, I don't think, think Victor gonna, Oladipo I, is going to magically become the, the solution. I think he's going to have a, I've said this before on the podcast, I think, uh, but I think he's going to have a crazy season, but I don't think it's going to amount to like as many wins as people think it, it is. I forget who it was that uh, some podcast I was listening to, but someone compared what he's about to do to Kobe Bryant in yeah. 2006. I think that's probably about right. Where it's just unchecked aggression and, and uh, not a lot of passing, and uh, he'll win f- 41 games and either make it to the playoffs as an eight seed or not make the playoffs at all. Does that mean that you think Russell Westbrook's going to refuse to shoot in game seven of a playoff series? <laughs> <laughs> That I don't think is in his character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he actually he's not I don't I don't see like Kobe seems like like almost like a like a medieval general sometimes in the way he approaches things. Russell Westbrook is pretty straight ahead. I mm. think I think he's not sending. That's the other weird thing about the passive aggressive messages is that that does feel like a LeBron thing. Russell Westbrook doesn't seem like somebody he's that hides his feelings. No, not at all. Yeah. And he's and he's also very unafraid to just do well, whatever he wants. Honestly, that commercial to me feels very uh Jordan brand and not very Russell Westbrook. 
Yeah, no, it's it's, it's generic. It's very, Nike Jordan. Yeah, there's gonna be a dunk in it. The but other, it's not even like good throwback Jordans. It's like new Jordans. <laughs> the other the other thing I'll say is I think that Russell Westbrook is definitely not happy that Kevin Durant left, but he's such a joyful person. I don't see him as somebody that's holding a lasting grudge. Like, right. like he'll be very motivated, but he's he's his own dude. It's funny to he's think about Nick Collison is pissed. <laughs> Collison's he's furious. furious. <laughs> Perkin, Kendrick Perkins by proxy is still <laughs> furious. Uh, Kendrick Perkins, he got a ring, right? Kendrick from mm-hmm. the from the Cavs. Oh no, you mean back from the Celtics? From the Celtics. No, but he did he get one from the Cavs? Is he receiving a ring for last season? How long did he? No, wait, no, no. He played with him the last two years before. Oh, he, he played wasn't. for New Orleans. That's the right. Season. Okay. Yeah. And we'll then he was in Memphis cut. the year before. It's been that long. Since he's just yeah. bouncing around. Any team yeah. that feels like they need someone to scowl at the other other opposing bench. I heard a Warriors, uh, an Oklahoma beat writer, say that the Warriors might should try and sign him because Durant loves him so much, and it, the other Warriors beat writers were like. No. Why yeah. would they do that? Also, <laughs> does Kevin Durant really love him that much? Apparently. Every yeah. he's beloved by every locker room in the NBA for whatever reason. I, he's probably the guy that like gets the chicks to come back to the, the champagne room or something. I don't know. But people love him. That's why he keeps going from team to team. Every every contender finds a reason to sign him. Um What was the thing that really hurt his feelings when some people were going to to, to dinner without him they kept going to things without him and it was like then he like and posted on instagram and then he'd comment on the instagram like nobody gonna invite perk <laughs> <laughs> look we all felt like that before in our lives yeah. right where we get that fomo we are all kendrick perkins in our own way fear of being perk How, what would that word be f o the perks of being phobe <laughs> the perks of being <laughs> God. Someone Photoshop that, please. I would totally. It, I, I realize that I objectively I don't like it, but I would totally be that guy who wants just just pass it to me once. Yeah, at the oh, beginning yeah. of the game, I'm setting so many screens. Come on, that's how I just feel. Give when me I, that. Yeah, that's how I feel when I play pickup basketball. Is every once in a while I will throw a temper tantrum and I'll be like, just give it to me in the in the high post and yeah. I'll pass it right back to you. I just want to touch the basketball right. yeah. on just, offense. We, I know God. how good I am. Yeah. But just I'm not going to have to rub it in my face <laughs> on every possession. Yeah, I'm not just going to take a bunch of wild jumpers. I know what I'm doing <laughs> and I know the limits of my ability. Yeah. And I think Kendrick Perkins suffers through that all the time. I am really good at basketball, so I set <laughs> that conversation out. <laughs> I, Joey's never sat. I've ever never not touched a ball. <laughs> Constantly dribbling. Uh, but before we continue, because uh, we're going to do an Atlantic Division preview. The season's very yeah. close. Mm-hmm. Before we get to that, I want to quickly uh, shout out our sponsor. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we got a spon- another sponsor. James Harden Home Security, guys. This week, Round Ball Rock is excited to announce our new sponsor, James Harden Home Security. If you're scared, if you're worried about your family, or if you just haven't felt safe since that big guy who used to protect your house went back to China, James Harden Home Security is the only solution for you. Once you make the multi-year commitment, technicians will place stickers on every window promoting your family's renewed commitment to home defense. Fair warning, it will take a few months for this alarm system to play itself into shape, 
But once it's finally running, should a burglar trigger the beard hair sensors on the windows and doors, the hardened system will wave at the intruder without moving. These sensors are hypersensitive, designed to over-exaggerate even the slightest physical contact. It will treat the threshold of your house just like Harden himself. Criminals will not pass. And if a burglar does manage to enter your house, the security system automatically calls a referee to complain. Afterward, the Harden system will contact reporters to let them know the robbery was Dwight Howard's fault. And if the break-ins continue, James Harden Home Security will guarantee that Kevin McHale loses his job. So if you're unsatisfied with James Harden Home Security, you can exchange it at any time for the inexpensive Jeremy Lamb Home Security System, no questions asked. That's good enough for Sam Presti, and it should be good enough for you too. James Harden Home Security, still the eighth best alarm company in the West. Thanks again to James Harden Home Security for sponsoring today's podcast. Guys, like I said at the beginning of the episode, the season is super close. Training camp begins soon. Uh, we don't have to talk about football anymore or baseball. Basketball will be back and all will be right with the world. Thank God. Thank God. I'm tired of watching ESPN Classic. It's only Classic. been two weeks since <laughs> Olympic basketball stopped. <laughs> and before that, there was free agency. And before that, the draft. It's like uh, a friend that you see... Uh, who sleeps on your couch, but then you hang out with them at night, and it's so much better when they're not eating your food and farting on your couch. You're hanging out with them, and you're getting drunk. And this is the NBA equivalent of your friend who sleeps on your couch finally going out and having enough money to have a good time. So for the next few weeks, before the season starts, what we're going to do is we're going to go through every division in the league. We're going to break down the teams. We're going to talk about who's moved where. We're going to talk about who's got playoff and potential. And when over-unders finally come out, we'll do a full over-under Yes. One, Not that I'm a gambler of any kind, except for slot machines. But I think, Joey, you have some, some Vegas bona fides. I mean, yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. I like to gamble. Yeah. But also, over-unders are just fun. Yeah, no. Because also we'll keep track of them and we'll be like, you were wrong, Dave. <laughs> you were right. Rub Sean. it in my face. <laughs> Rub it in my face. Uh, so this week we're starting with maybe one of the worst divisions. Our least, in the we're league. going from our favorite, our least favorite divisions to our favorite division. Yeah, I think I think building to to the crescendo is better. The ones than that are going to matter. Blowing yeah. our wad early. <laughs> So, this week, we're talking about the Atlantic Division of the Eastern Conference. Oh, hell probably, yeah. Probably two of the top three seeds in the East coming out yeah. of this division. What? Boston and Toronto. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, we're, you, you I, feel I don't bummed, know. We feel bummed out now talking about the Atlantic Division. Southeast. That's Southeast, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. I suppose my point is, or your point uh, that I've taken is that, the Eastern Conference sucks. Yeah. That's well. That's yeah. yeah. And so you look at this division, and it's a bunch of garbage teams plus the Celtics. But you're exactly you right. Also a Not that great. Kind of a garbage team. Right. They're fun to watch. They're plucky, but there is no chance. They're like Jacob Tremblay at the Oscars. <laughs> It's very cute to watch them wear their little tuxedo, but they're not going to win the trophy. And I mean, Kelly Olynyk had the same kind of sort of misgendering issues <laughs> as Jacob Trombley with the long hair and the name Kelly. Alright, so let's start at the bottom of the division. Oh, yeah, baby. So, 
Let's start what with you, the Nets. Okay. The Nets. What do you? So they why had, don't you run us through what what the Nets did? This okay, 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 okay. So, uh, and by the way, we're we're referring to real GMs, uh, incredibly uh, astute and uh, complete uh, analysis of this for any sort of uh, facts and figures. Shout out to those real G's. Thanks, guys. Uh, additions: Anthony okay, Bennett. Trevor Ooh, Book. they added Anthony Bennett? Uh-huh. I'm interested. <laughs> Number one pick in the draft, Anthony Bennett. Derailed by asthma. Yeah. And, and, a lack, of, and lack of ability. Ricketts. Um, <laughs> I believe he has. I think he was cursed by a voodoo priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a generally bad time for him. Uh, Trevor Booker, Randy Foy, oh Justin Hamilton, God. Joe Harris, Karis Levert. Who may or may not be in the classic R and B group? Levert. Is that an R and B singer? <laughs> uh, Jeremy Lin, Love which Jeremy I like. Lin. Louis Scola, mm-hmm. Grievous Vasquez, and Isaiah Whitehead. So we're looking at their their starting five is Lin, mm-hmm. Ronda Hellas Jefferson, mm-hmm. a front Who's court three? of Trevor Booker and Bogon. Bogdanovich. He had such a good Olympics. He had a great Olympics, and then Brooke Lopez Brooke in the Lopez, center. Yeah. They their depth chart literally only has eight people listed on it. So so it's they, actually a sin that I have to ever watch them play basketball. So they have Sean Kilpatrick, correct? Uh, uh, he is the backup shooting guard at this yeah, point. Okay. Yes. Let me go through who they lost. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah Markel Brown, Wayne Ellington, Jarrett Jack, Sergey Karasev, because I guess they don't mm-hmm. need you know Russians anymore. Shane Larkin, Willie Reed, Thomas Robinson. Henry Sims, Donald Sloan, and Thaddeus Young. Who I like Thaddeus Young. Everybody thinks Fat Thaddeus Young is a perfectly fine NBA player. Yes. Yeah. It, on a good team, he would sure. be incredibly valuable, but he's had such awful luck. But and they got what did they get for Thaddeus Young? A pick? A pick. Because they needed picks because Boston has all their picks forever. So, and they've cleared tons of cap space at this point. Right. They, they, and they're seven point eight million dollars under the floor. Yeah. And they tried to sign both Tyler Johnson from the Heat mm-hmm. and everyone's Alan favorite, Crabb. Alan Crabb. <laughs> uh, well, they suckered Portland into spending way more money on Alan Crabb than they should have. So, so this year, they're basically trying to figure out what they have with these guys, and then they'll be a dumping ground for contracts? I think that's what it's going to be, yeah. Um, but that's the only option that they have because they haven't had any first-round draft picks in years, right? Right. Well, they don't have their draft pick for two years either. And they've... So this is this is basically a teardown that's been about five years coming. Yeah. yeah. And they're finally I doing mean, they it. finally... I, what I will say about them is they finally have a GM. Right. They hired the Spurs guy, Sean Marks. And also former, former Sh- we believe California Bear from 1997, mm-hmm. and they also their are- heart pounding run to the Sweet 16 yeah. behind a Dutch guy, an Australian guy, and Tony Gonzalez. <laughs> I kind of don't mind what the Nets did this off season. Like honestly, they had, like I said, no other option. This is the best choice that they have for the resources at their disposal. They can't build through the draft, so they have to clear cap space. They have to just put a team together that can play basketball for 82 games and then just hope that they can attract someone and to Brooklyn. Now, Jeremy there... Lin is better than Derrick Rose. I... Yeah. <laughs> He's also not 
facing gang rape charges, yeah. which is a really big um, plus. Um, I would rather have Jeremy Lin playing consistently 82 games or even 70 games than Derek Rose, who might play 50 games or might go to prison. And, you know, Jeremy Lin, while I think he could contribute to a playoff team, is ultimately more fun on a bad team where I, I would not be shocked if Jeremy Lin was averaging like 21 and 12 this year. Because yeah. he's going to be able to he's shoot. He's the, the only time. guy. He passes. He handles the ball. And well, you remember that year he played with the Lakers. Uh, he was one of their leading scorers. Yeah, because and they just had nobody else. And this is going to be just like that. Whereas in Charlotte, he had to be kind of a role player. Yeah. So he there's had a really good year in Charlotte. He did. Year. I mean, that's why that's why he's got another contract. And also, I like Grievous Vasquez. Who doesn't like Grievous Vasquez? I'm ambivalent. As a back, as a backup. Yes, of course, as a backup. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna have they're gonna trade Brook Lopez at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're gonna be a fun like misfit team at this point. They're they're gonna mean, they're be gonna be terrible. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're gonna better. compete with they're, Philadelphia they're for the worst. Depressing than last year for sure. And you know they might looking at this lineup. It's it is a the, their bigs are rough. But they they might score some points with these yeah. guys. Brook Brook is Brook is really good at basketball. Yeah, Lynn scores. Bojan can score. Yeah, they there's not going to be a lot of defense. Oh but, god, they're not going to play defense. But at all. just no. just having attended a couple Nets games in person, somehow I managed to see the Brooklyn Nets three times one year, and it was just a bummer watching. Plumleys get touches and and Darren Jared Williams Jack. like right. jog down the court. Jeremy Lin will be fun. He'll be a hero in Brooklyn, too. I don't even know if he's going to be a hero anywhere in Brooklyn because I don't think anyone likes the Nets. Does anyone in Brooklyn care about the Nets? Watching a game from a home as opposed to being there, uh, I don't know what the difference would be, but I can say from my experience watching it on television that it is abysmal watching a Nets game because there's about? no they're, crowd. They're so pumped. They're <laughs> chanting Brooklyn, Brooklyn, right? No. <laughs> what? They don't do that. That's a recording? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I saw it. It's like Goldberg chants in professional wrestling. It's I fake. saw the Nets play the Knicks at the very end of uh, last season. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was uh, sorry, end of uh, twenty. 50, the end of the 14-15 season, and it was just you know the battle for New York, Nets, Knicks, and I I bought a really cheap ticket, and everybody in my section was super into the game, like people were really pumped up, and then there was a halftime basketball game with kids playing, and the game got really intense, and everyone in our section was like really getting into the kids playing, and uh, the game ended when some uh, little kid got the ball for this shot, and then this other kid who was, like, way too old to be playing at halftime just swatted the ball into the stands <laughs> and got booed by the crowd. And I was like, yeah, this is a good fan experience. This is okay. And then I realized I was sitting in the section with all the families of the kids playing halftime basketball. Oh. It was not actually, like, an organic. I was like, New York City loves basketball. It's like, no, nah. these people are supporting their children it, it does have that. It does have that reputation for being, like, a basketball mecca, but the Nets are not a factor. It's well, a, it's a Knicks town. And also that 
spot is not a basketball mecca. Like Coney Island is a basketball sure. mecca. And, yeah. I would rather um, go to Rucker Park and watch dudes playing three on three than watch the Nets. So yeah. let's move on. I don't want to talk about the no, they Nets. They we suck. talked about the Nets a lot. Way too much. Okay. Second worst. Oh, I'm I'm deciding who we talk about next. Then let's talk about it's the Sixers. The, the Sixers. Sixers. The yeah, game. the Sixers. The Sixers added. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just looked at the list of people they added and started laughing. Jared Bayless, Gerald Henderson, Timothy Luawu Cabarro, Sergio Rodriguez, Dario Saric, and Ben Simmons. Subtractions. Elton Brand, who, by the way, played basketball that's, in the NBA last season. That's shocking. Isaiah Kanan, Ish Smith, and Christian oh, Wood. I kind of like Ish Philly Smith. Philly hero Ish Smith is Yeah, gone. I'm a fan. I think that guy has got some heart. They are uh, $15.3 million under the salary cap they're gonna be right a lot now. They're going to be a lot better. Are they going to be a lot better, though? Yeah, I don't know. They added actual is, NBA players. I guess they had no real... Guards at all. Last they year. added Jared Bayless, Gerald Henderson, Sergio Rodriguez. Like those are real. Yeah, those NBA are actual. They're players. still going to be terrible. Yeah, but at least it's at least they'll be able to dribble, and at least they're maybe going to try to and, win games this Bede's year. And going to play. No, but he's, he's the That's he's, what they're saying. He's the X factor. If if Joel Embiid plays they might NBA win basketball games. Well, I won't go that far, but I will definitely watch every single Sixers game on League Pass. Next I mean, I'm I I really hope he's good, but even him being good is not really going to change the immediate fortunes of the team because he plays center and so do four of their other <laughs> players. Like they have yeah. It's you can't really play Okafor anywhere else but center, and honestly, Nerlens Noel is also a center. Well, what yeah. we were so, talking about before we started recording is whether or not they're going to trade those two guys. I mean, what do you yes. what do you get for that for that package? Nerlens, you get nothing, right? Because he's a he's going into his free agency year, and like what? I'm not even sure teams will know what to pay Nerlens Noel, right? Well, I mean, I, they, I know what they're going to pay him. What? No attention at all on the free agent market. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- you the don't pro- think someone will make a flyer on him? The problem with... Like three years, $12 million a year. All yeah, of these get, players. Who will get, get some money. He can't get Biombo money? The problem with all of these players is they've never played for a real NBA right. basketball team. Yeah. There's no actual useful tape on them playing in the NBA. It doesn't count when you play for the Sixers. Yeah. Well, now they've got well, a real legit coach, right? <laughs> to <laughs> quote the MLB, this year it counts. Oh, the because they're going to try. That would be amazing <laughs> if that was the Sixers' like <laughs> promo tagline. Like, this year we're really trying. Yeah, we're actually going to try. <laughs> no, seriously, this time, guys. I'm excited to see Sergio Rodriguez. I'm excited to see Dario Saric. I'm excited Simmons, to see yeah. Ben Simmons. That's a fun. That's, There's intrigue there. Yeah. Yes. Are you excited to see Nick? With no C, Stauskas. No, Sauce Castillo? Sauce Castillo. He does have the greatest nickname. And what is Sauce Castillo based on, Joey? Uh, closed captions uh, were incorrect <laughs> on Nick Stauskas. <laughs> this is the second time Sauce Castillo's uh, origin story. The greatest come. nickname of all time. So uh, basically, he looked, like, he looked terrible at some Oh, time, he looked. Though. Like he's not making the team terrible. So they've got, they, they basically have six 
at least like prospecty young players and all of them play power forward or higher. Mm-hmm. I mean, Luwalu is a shooting guard. Yeah, but he's not going to play this year. I think he's going to play. Everyone's going to play at some point. I'm just saying, I'm just saying you have you have Okafor, Saric, Noel, Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Jeremy Grant, and all right. of those guys are basically and power forwards. And they love Covington. Covington mm-hmm. I mean, plays. I kind of like Covington, too. I kind of like Covington. He was Actually, on my fantasy guess, team last year. I would say that Simmons... Um, I've heard people say that he, the way you really want to utilize him because of his shooting is to have him just bring the ball up and then play power forward on defense. Yeah. Which seems like they're not going to do it his rookie year, but yeah. probably could happen in the future. So, I don't know. He'll be he'll be fun to watch. Just having yeah. Ben Simmons yeah. makes them a watchable team. And Saric. I'm, I like Saric. He's fun. He did he did block a Pau Gasol shot to, to yeah. win... A, a big Olympic basketball game. And Sergio Rodriguez has been uh, an NBA fan's deep cut fan for going on 15 years now. So. He says he's fun. He's Spanish. He he feels very he manic. He paints. <laughs> oh, well, in that case. He throws no-look passes to no one. It's great. He's <laughs> yeah, great. it's it's yeah. really, he's like, he's like misfiring Pistol Pete. Yeah. You know, just like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's a trick shot. His 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 guns jam. They're gonna throw weird passes. Yeah, it's gonna be either like a highlight reel every night or a shacked in a fool every night. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very true. It's a weird passing team. That is a team that they don't match up well against anyone, anyone. but (laughs) except for the Nets. Uh, I don't know. I think Rondé Hollis Jefferson uh, defensively could guard all five of those guys. Okay, maybe you're right. (laughs) It's going to be fun to watch them on League Pass, though. A team that's going to be even more fun to watch is our first super team of the season. Yes. The New York Knickerbockers. Yeah, super team. <laughs> so they have added Ron Baker, Willie Hernan Gomez. Who's Ron Baker? He is a player for the Knicks. Okay. <laughs> He's, uh, that a f- <laughs> I'm glad that's the first name you named. Uh, Justin Holiday, Brandon Jennings, my man BJ. Mm-hmm. Mendugas, Mendogas, Kuzminskas. Like him. He's foreign. I'm excited. Courtney Lee. Yeah, love Maurice him. Maurice Ndour. Oh, he's good. And Dower, he was a guy I loved in Summer League the year before for the Knicks, actually. He and Porzingis played well together. He's like an undersized five who can shoot. That's oh, man. Fine. Okay. I yeah. hope that you're not just blowing smoke up my mm. ass about this. I mean, he might never play, but he is a summer league player. He was fun. Right. Uh, Joakim Noah, mm-hmm. Marshall Plumley, and Derek. Marshall Plumley. Yeah. Marshall, the third Plumley. The yeah, plum- there's there's going to be Plumlee. three Plumleys in the NBA. At some point, we could have an all Plumley starting five. Oh, my God. It's possible. How many Zellers are there? Just two. Right? Two. Oh, two ze- imagine that, though. Two Zellers. And, and three, three plumleys. <laughs> That's a full house, baby. <laughs> I think Cody's the point guard in that arrangement. I think yeah, he's probably, he's right. probably the best ball handler. Oh. Moving on, yeah. Aaron Aflalo said goodbye to the Big Apple, as did Lewis Edmondson, Jose Calderon. I didn't even realize Lou Edmondson was still in the NBA. Clee Anthony Early, Langston Galloway, Jerry and Grant, Robin Lopez, Kevin Serafin, Derek Williams. 
and Tony Roten. Seems like they got rid of all their young players. Yes, it does. Because <laughs> they're making a play for a title. This is a team built for success. So they moved they moved Robin Lopez. Uh-huh. And their first round pick last year yeah. to get Derek Rose and Justin Holliday. That yes. was the that was the trade. Yeah. And then in order to sign Courtney Lee and Yoakum Noah, they basically said goodbye to all their Restricted free. Well, no, well, I guess they kept Lance Thomas, but that's yeah. when why Clee Anthony and uh, Langston yeah. left. They ch- they changed literally two thirds of their roster this off season. How and do you they feel are about- completely capped out. Uh, so I'm I I have to say I am not excited about Guillermo Hernan Gomez, okay. especially because he has a superior brother. Yeah. Who is joining the league this year? And even he only went. Wait, who's his brother? Like Fifteen. Juan Hernan Gomez. The, the Nuggets. Oh, that's Nuggets. right. But oh, there are remember, multiple I Hernan love Gomez those Nuggets. <laughs> and uh, they still have Sasha Vucic on the on the roster. That's not great. Uh, they have a new coach. Yeah, they do. Derek Fisher is no longer uh, employed by the New York Knicks. Hasn't been for quite a while. Yeah. yeah. And neither is Kurt Ramis. Well, Kurt Ramis is no, probably he's still, still there. But he's not the head coach. It's it's going to be a different different team, different look. Kurt Rambis is – Kurt Rambis still being there reminds me. That's like a move you'd read about in like a 1970s dysfunctional baseball team where there's just always a spy – in the locker room. <laughs> he does seem like he probably is a spy, right? He is right? 100% a spy. I just think, don't you think he's going to call Phil after every practice and talk about how little triangle? Tornasek isn't even, like, doesn't even understand the concept. I'm going to I'm gonna say he does call him after every practice, and the phone goes straight to voicemail every <laughs> single time. Because there is fishing. no way Phil Jackson is following this team on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> This is a team that has high expectations inside the organization, clearly. Mm-hmm. Except, I think everyone outside of New York thinks this is going to be yes. a terrible basketball I team to watch a playoff team. Yeah, but I don't want to watch them play basketball. But when you know, you look at it, and and Yoakum Noah was you know third in the MVP voting two years ago, and then has played five basketball games since then and had seven <laughs> surgeries. You know, like. Uh, Brandon Jennings, formerly a hot trap, coming off an ACL tear. Achilles. Oh, Achilles. Yeah. Worse. It's oh, worse. yeah. It's, it's a worse. Achilles. Achilles. Um, and then you've got Carmelo Anthony, who already. Pe- like, I don't. I understand that Olympic basketball is great. Carmelo Anthony has played on a lot of teams. He's got three gold medals. It's wonderful. You don't necessarily want to hear that your star player is retiring from anything. Right. <laughs> like a month before Even the season. Even from like, like uh, I'm not playing Pinochle anymore on Friday nights. Like, oh, you're quitting? That's yeah. not quite the... But all that needs to happen is for Porzingis to be second year better. Well, yeah. And, and they have a real franchise player. Courtney Lee is... And a, Carmelo Anthony. Courtney right. Lee is a real shooting guard. And the combination yeah. of... Derrick Rose, and then Brandon Jennings after Derrick Rose is incarcerated and or suspended. <laughs> or uh, that injured. should keep him afloat. Yeah. And Justin Holiday is good. We like Justin They have Holiday. like dudes that can come and play and not win tough games. But this is a team that is built 
to win you know, 50 games. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I would say like 45 games, but yeah. yeah. But like they, they are not going to have trouble anymore with facing the Nuggets on the second end of a back to back, you know? Yeah. Um, they're going to they're gonna beat the teams they should beat this right. year. And in the Eastern Conference, that's, that's a probably seven a, seed. Yeah, a seven seed, yeah. six seed, something like that. I, I feel like on one episode, someone said third, third seed. Well, I was high that day. Oh, okay. I wasn't high. I just was high on these signings. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I wouldn't be super surprised if they, you know, added somebody midseason. There's going to be... Basically, the the talent disparity in the NBA right now mirrors the income inequality that we see in this country, <laughs> where there's really the rich are getting richer. And get so, away from this hot take, guys! The smoke is choking my soul. AKA Mitt Romney. Um, <laughs> Bain Capital's gonna liquidate Sean. some assets, and those fat cat Wall Street guys, <laughs> AKA James Dolan, might pick up some of the crumbs. You think Hornacek keeps his job the whole season? Yeah, for yeah. sure. He's he's like a hire to. What, what does Phil Jackson have? Two years left on that contract. One. Mm, he's coming home, baby. Yeah. He's he's ready to glide on yeah. out of that situation. And I am pretty sure that's why he did what he did. Is it's like, look, they made the playoffs. I did my job. And later, yeah, I he, built a foundation, and he sure. also turned it over to a non-former washout assistant right like kurt Ram- yeah. kurt rambis is probably the worst nba head coach of the of last all, of all time he, i mean by record he's the worst but just he seems like a perfectly fine guy mm-hmm. he was like a fun hard-nosed player and just doesn't seem he just doesn't seem like he's good at being a head coach right you know Some just, people aren't yeah so i don't know they won't have Derek fisher hornish i think will it seems like that's almost the responsible Phil Jackson hire. Is right. This guy, I'm not just leaving you high and dry. He's not a triangle Here's a guy. a competent dude. Yeah. Who, yeah. And, I mean, he's going to let the New York Post make so many horny puns that, <laughs> yeah. that pay, that's going to pay for his contract. Mm-hmm. Around the horna check. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, pay me my horna check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah, think I you think missed the- your calling. I think they're. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think Phil's going to exit, and I think they're going to trade Melo in the offseason because Melo's going to want to. This is this is going to be the point when Melo's going to actually. I don't think he ever leaves New York. Do you think he just doesn't want to leave? I think he loves it, dude. He went to a bodega in a bathrobe the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he's done moving around. If he wanted to leave, he could have left. I do, but I just two I just years ago. Well, how how close do you think? He, do you think he's just not going to have a ring chase phase? I think he's three I, years I think before he retires. Be, be a banana boat team that LeBron puts together at some point, but that's the only t- chance he leaves New York. Yeah, and that'll be like his last season. Yeah. He'll either go out a champion or go out trying one last time somewhere else, but I don't think he's leaving next year. He has a no trade clause. He has doesn't he yeah. But I mean that's why yeah. that's what I'm saying. He has to decide that he wants out. So he has he's got three more years on this yeah. deal. I think I think you're right that it'll be I, think I just he's wonder sticking around. I think he might I don't know. It just depends on how much he listens to people also, who are saying you're you know, if he really thinks that he needs to redefine himself to win a championship rather than right. simply being an elite all-star player for 15 years. there's I think he loves Porzingis, though, too, yeah. actually. Yeah. They, I mean, the, the pictures of them together hanging out on Instagram today. Yeah. 
it just it's just traditionally almost always a guy who hasn't won makes a move like that at the end of his career. Yeah, Maybe right. it's too early for him though. I don't know. I almost want to say that this Olympics experience has mellow excuse me no pun has <laughs> has relaxed that itch in his brain where this was like a victory lap in brazil he's saying you know i will be remembered more for this success than for the nba success because i didn't have any and it's like he's preemptively creating an excuse in his legacy or not an excuse but a safety valve to say well I mean, he's the most decorated USA basketball player of all time. And, and I guess I guess when you see one thing that also came out in the Olympics is just how much other NBA players really like and respect him. Yeah. And maybe that's and maybe that's you know, maybe you don't need the media's ring centric approval once you know that your peers love your you. Your peers love you. Yeah. And he he stands up for stuff. Yeah. And you know? when was the last time a a, a veteran a superstar ring chased and was successful. Not Kevin Garnett. That's the only one. That's I because you go back to LeBron James. LeBron LeBron is different because he was in the prime of his career. Star. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant hasn't won a title yet, <laughs> wow. and is also in the prime of his career. But like not yeah, about like, like a, the Carl yeah, Malone, the Gary Payton. Steve Nash. It didn't right. work for Carl Malone. Yeah. Maybe Jason Kidd. Yeah. Because yeah. Jason Kidd got his ring in Dallas. It worked end. for Ray Allen. Twice, yeah, but he was. He's not. I would never. Is Ray Allen on the caliber of a Car- Carmelo Anthony? Yeah, you think so? One hundred percent. People forget how good he Ray was. Allen very was. good, but now you think of him as a Three specialist. specialist. Yeah. and he used to dunk on guys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ray Allen was like in Seattle was fucking crazy. Yeah. He was like people would say he was as good as Kobe Bryant. That was an actual argument. He was also, uh, you have to remember, he was a pioneer in pretending to be hacked on Twitter while sending a filthy DM. <laughs> that was groundbreaking performance. So We'll always remember him for that. All right, well, let's move on, because, again, this is the Knicks, and I don't ever want to watch So, playoff play team, question mark? I would say yes. Sean? Yeah, I think they are actually. I, so I do. Too. I do too. I, I actually really. Talent. I have a lot of confidence in uh, Mello and Porzingis. Yeah. And actually, I kind of think that um, even though he's been hurt, I think I think Noah's going to be really effective. For this right, team. and then like it's going to be really helpful for him to have guys he can pass to right. make shots. Here's yeah. what I'm going to predict is going to happen. Are you ready for this? More more than you'll ever know. They're going to be really bad for two months, and then Derrick Rose is going to get hurt. And then Brandon Jennings is going to take over, and they're going to be fine. That's when they make the playoffs. Okay. So let's go north of the border to our friends in Toronto. The Raptors. Toronto made a strong run to the Eastern Conference Finals and got annihilated by the Cavaliers. Uh And added some of the weirdest names I've ever seen. (laughs) Jacob Podol. It's cool. Pirtle. 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 Well, he's it's yeah, spelled sure. Pirtle. Po- po- and he is he is drafted to give them a solid backup center. Yeah. That... And if you saw any tape on him in Utah, he is not going to be that. Yeah. He <laughs> he basically dominated a bunch of undersized players uh, when he was playing in the Mountain West Conference, and there's no way he is going to be able to translate that to the NBA. But good luck. Okay. Pas- Pascal Siak. Sia- 
Siakam. Don't know who that is. Jared Sullinger, who oh, I do know. Hello. I know very well. And Fred Van Vliet. Who's Fred Van Vliet? He is a Toronto oh, Raptors player. He is a great <laughs> college point guard, though. He's the Wichita State point guard. I mean, look, I believe that he'll be awesome then, just because... I mean, I don't know if he's going to be awesome. He was an awesome college No, player. but Masai Ujiri always finds those guys. Well, so he's, he's probably going to play 15 minutes he's, and win a playoff game. Yeah, he actually is a guy I would bet on more than... It's weird to me that Kendall Marshall got picked like 14 in the draft, mm-hmm. and this guy went... Undrafted? Or did they pick him in the second round? Whatever. Not he was not a lottery pick like yeah. Kendall Marshall. And this guy was just I think he's not very tall and he's not that physically impressive, but seems far more promising than like Steve Blake to me. And sure. Steve Blake has been in the league for eleven years, twelve years or something like that. And this guy like um yeah, I mean his his team's just won a tremendous amount of games and yeah, he plays D and just runs. He's, a, he's just a very good college player. Um, so I'm gonna say. Oh, before before you do that, yeah, yeah. subtractions. Oh B- yeah, Bismack Biombo. Bye bye. Get paid. James Johnson, Luis Gola, and Jason Thompson. They are at the the salary cap they under the tax. Signed uh, DeRozan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say they got a little bit worse. Yeah, definitely got worse. I mean, Biombo is so important Solinger to their run. is better than Scola, mm-hmm. probably. Um, well, he's a better shooter. I mean, Scola's been real old for a long time now. Correct. Um, and I mean, but the difference, I think what they're hoping for is that Valanchunas doesn't get hurt this Which year. Which is a horrible thing to hang your hat on because yeah. he gets hurt every season. It's sort of like assuming that um that Derek Rose isn't going to get hurt or a variety of players in the NBA who always get hurt. Or maybe they just love Pirtle. Maybe they maybe they think Pirtle's they had no money this offseason, right? Because right. they had to re-sign. DeRozan. But I think I think they, they didn't really for... have space. Yeah, yeah. So it was like they could they had his cap hold. Yeah. And that was it. So yeah, they just I don't think they had any chance to get Bismack back, right? I think Yeah, no. Of... He had no, he, he was had going to choose between Bismack or uh DeRozan basically. I would have picked Biombo cuz I'm a think... fool to make is But I still think they're a top 5 seed. A top five team in the East. Yes, of course, because it's the Eastern Conference. I think you're in a little bit of trouble when you are relying on anybody that has a name that starts with D mm-hmm. and has a capital letter in the middle of the name. Like, you can have one of those dudes. You can't have Damari and Damar next to each other. God, what if they were coached by Mike D'Antoni? Oh, that would be great. <laughs> and, you know, honestly, I really like DeMar DeRozan, I know there's flaws in his game, but he yeah. just he plays really hard. He does add stuff every mm-hmm. year. Yeah. And Kyle Lowry is like a legitimately pretty great player. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't seem like you look at the team and I mean, you, you just can't imagine how they would ever beat Cleveland. They can't. Uh, there is no team in the Eastern Conference that can beat Cleveland. Well, that the idea I think would be the way it would happen, I'm not saying it could, is that Damari Carroll stays healthy, uh-huh. and you throw him and Norman Powell 
who also takes a huge leap uh-huh. at LeBron. But, I mean, DeMar and Carroll couldn't guard LeBron in Atlanta, could he? No. No, but that's what I'm saying is, like, that's, that's the, the idea. The idea is, is you flawed. throw him in Norman Powell yeah. at, healthy at LeBron. And Valanchunas takes another leap. And, and then the like, guards score a ton of points. And then Corey Joseph and uh, whoever. You know, like, it's they, just, they it, have a lot of good players. Yeah. It's a team that's built to go a certain level in the playoffs. And that's it. And I think Atlanta was that way, too, before they sort of rebuilt their team and signed Dwight Howard. And and they're still going to be a mediocre basketball team. Yeah. I, don't, I don't mean to be as critical as I'm saying, because it's probably really fun to watch Norman Powell if you're a Raptors fan. Yeah. Um, I love their ben- Their bench plays. I love Corey Joseph. When their like, bench plays with Kyle Lowry, they're really good. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be different without Biombo, but... Um, it's and, it's weird to see that they also have these odd bets on really long-armed Brazilian guys who don't seem to know how to play basketball. Yes. Like Bruno Cabocco? Well, I, I think that uh, the other guy, Bebe, I think Bebe can play. Bebe was really good against the Warriors at one point last year. Well, and, and also... To your point, think about how important length is in the modern yeah. NBA when you're trying to defend a team like the Warriors where you just have to disrupt them somehow. So and why not? To answer that question, Sean, mm-hmm. I honestly think uh, Masai Ujiri has wanted to tear this team up since he got there, and they've just been too good. Yeah. Uh, and So he traded Rudy Gay and is like, let's tear this thing down. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. then Kyle Lowry is like, I'm in shape now. I'm awesome. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Well, and so what he's been doing is uh, kind of not unlike like a vampire uh, at a blood bank. It's like, well, what if I try these these uh, these these Brazilian guys who are really long? (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's that's yeah, that's what's like feeding his need. I would say tear the team apart. (laughs) Bebe for me, it's just like when when your starting center gets hurt and misses entire playoff games and you still aren't getting on the court. Yeah. That's, I don't know. But yeah, I guess they... But between Bebe and Pirtle, that might be an actual NBA big backup big. <laughs> I have no faith in this team. I don't. Uh, I think they're a, a perennial playoff team as long as they have Lowry and DeRozan. But the fan base of Toronto was so starved for something, yeah. anything to get them excited that to take the team apart and start over would be sacrilegious yeah. to those people. Yeah. They love that team because they've, they've, the North. Yeah, they've never, they've save for the Vince Carter years, they've never had a team that's been worth a damn. And this is, this is it. And they're going to get to the conference finals every year or every other year. And it's going to be fun for fans to see Drake at uh, the, you know, at the on the the court, rooting out for the players, one of his twelve and, favorite NBA yeah, teams, <laughs> all of his many favorite teams, but they're never going to be able to get over the hump uh, in any meaningful way. It almost reminds me of of the Heat in the nineties, where the uh, Heat were with Alonzo Mourning, where they were good enough to hang with with the Knicks and the Pacers, but they didn't go to the finals. Yeah, I think I think one thing that that may I don't know if this is intentional or not, but there's some benefit to having um, guys and important guys in a contract year 
every season, which mm-hmm. is what they seem to have. Yeah. So this year it's uh, Terrence Ross and Kyle Lowry can both right. be free agents and really get paid if they play well. And then you have the combination of, you know, it's it doesn't work when everybody's in a contract year because then you can't pass. Right, because everybody wants the ball all the time. Yeah. So that should be interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I think they'll be I think they'll be a fun They're team to great. watch. And and like, I mean, I have to say, if you're a Raptors fan this last year, you saw two seven game playoff series that your team won, and then, you know, I mean, you you did get twenty playoff games. Yep. Which is pretty. Yeah. Pretty sweet. And the, the question, team went, you know, ten and ten. Then the yeah. question for for both of you is: Do they replicate that success? Are they playing the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals again this year? I mean, it kind of depends on the draw, but I think they're I think they're a three or a four. I seed. think it's draw dependent. Yeah. I think I think Boston finishes ahead of them in the. I mean, they're season. one of the. I think there's. Yeah, they're one of the possible Cleveland part dancing partners. Sure. I do like the Selinger edition. I, there's something about his uh, his round body <laughs> that he's, he's I, gonna have I relate to. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, if if they play the Celtics, they have two players that are better than anyone on the Celtics, I think. Right. I think I think at this point. Yeah. Just because just Horford's a little old. Well, it, Horford's also not healthy. Well, let's move let's on. Let's move on yeah. to Boston. Uh, they added Jalen Brown. Which was a strange pick, in my opinion, at number three. Uh, Gerald Green, Al Horford, and Demetrius Jackson. And they subtracted Jared Selinger and Evan Turner. I mean, not a lot of change for this team. It's basically... Evan Turner did a lot for them last year. This is true. Yeah, but, I mean, do they need more point guards? No. But he did have a couple stretches where he played very, very well. And they're going to miss that production. I saw him get a triple-double against the Boston Celtics. I mean, against the Brooklyn Nets. So, in one of the more depressing live basketball (laughs) games I've ever seen. Like, once Evan Turner got a triple-double and people realized it, and literally people said, hey, it looks like Turner's going to get a triple-double. That's weird. That was it. No one was like, yeah, get that assist. Uh, I enjoy this team to you know watching them but this is yet another eastern conference team where they have, no you, they have nothing to that's going to uh help them beat cleveland there's there's no smoking or magic bullet that's going to kill cleveland that's sitting on the jalen brown <laughs> jalen brown was like a seventh pick i don't think he's a number three pick but then after after number two in that draft, it was just a hodgepodge of stuff. Everybody loves Chris Dunn, man. That could I really... Do like, yeah, Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn could really bite but I mean, Danny Engine. But how, how can they take a point guard? It's just... I mean, you're locked in when you have Avery Bradley, Smart, Thomas, and Rozier already. Like It's, yeah. a, it's a team that's similar to... Uh, Sacramento or Philadelphia has too many players at the same position and none of them are superstars. Well, that's, that's the, they refuse to trade with each other to fix that yeah, too, right. which is weird. And I mean, that the, the downside of doing this kind of asset accumulation thing, and you see it in not only the NBA, you see it in a lot of sports. Um, and it's, it's very much what happened to uh, those, those Elton Brand, Andre Miller, Corey McGetty Clippers teams. Mm-hmm. It happened to the Blazers when Kevin Pelton was getting all those. They never not made Kevin the, Pelton. 
Kevin Pritchard. Kevin Pritchard. They <laughs> never made the, those teams never made Kevin the league. Pelton worked for and the Sonics. <laughs> but, but part of the reason is if you have like it's great that you have all these four talented point guards. You there's not enough minutes for guys on this team, and so no one gets better. Right. Right. So there's a certain point where, I mean, you're just accumulating assets, but but when you have a first round pick who hasn't played, that starts to have negative value really soon because yeah. that guy gets paid a lot and mm-hmm. he has a guaranteed contract. And so, honestly, if you look at this team, if they had three fewer young guards, you know, like James Young, what is he doing on the team? Terry Rozier? That is a spot that should just be Gerald Henderson. Yeah. Or it should yeah. be, you know, like like a veteran guy who can come in and play 20 minutes if someone gets hurt at point guard and otherwise is totally fine on the bench. Are you guys telling me Kendrick Perkins should go back to Boston? I'm saying Kendrick Perkins <laughs> should go back to Boston. But yeah, I mean, like, like this is another team that is not they're they're two or three pieces away from being pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they have a great coach. They have a great so they coach. have one excellent player, and then a couple of really good players are good. But mm-hmm. which guy? Which guy could be? Which guy on the team? Could be the main piece in a trade that got you an actual superstar. Jay Crowder. I, I like Jay Crowder. But I mean, well, that's Isaiah like... or Jay Crowder. Isaiah, those are their two best players. Isaiah's not the main piece. I just mean, but I just those mean, are their two best players. I'm just saying, neither of those guys Horford's could be the best, best guy. Player. But they just signed him. They're not that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Horford's their, Horford is their one really, really good player. Right. So what I'm what I'm saying is. The whole plan is to have all these assets and picks, and eventually you flip them into a superstar. They did a great job by just getting Horford to sign, and that was free. But say they're trying to trade for Gordon Hayward. Who do the Jazz want of these guys that makes it okay? Like, their best asset is still a Nets lottery pick. Jalen Brown really has to be good then. For them, yeah, and I mean, I think he that has to. They have to develop. Him. But I think that I think that was the reason for taking him is that they took the guy, the one guy left who seemed most likely to become, who had the chance yeah. to become a superstar. I don't think he's going to contribute this season because he didn't contribute that much in you know the NCAA tournament this yeah. year. He was terrible. Big question here: Are the Celtics actually secretly a mess? Um, maybe I think the, a mess is maybe unfair, and they don't—they play really hard. I mean, mm-hmm. they—I think they really like the coach. Stevens is amazing. He's and the and he's, he's single-handedly made a team that should not have even been making the playoffs a perennial playoff contender. And he does a lot of stuff that would would really be annoying, I think, because he's he just constantly substitutes all the time, calls a lot of timeouts. It's like really incremental moves, but then they win all the time, so the right. players buy into it. Right. <laughs> so I think the question here really is is Danny Ainge the actual right guy to be running this team now? Probably at this not. Point? Well, because there was this notion before the draft that he's also they're going to bat he's bad at drafting. Yeah. I think so. Right. Yeah, Marcus, the Marcus last Smart guy that is was good not that he good. drafted. Rondo? I mean, I guess Probably. Avery Bradley has had pretty good results. Yeah, okay, Avery Bradley. Given his draft position. But yeah. yeah, I mean They've been in the lottery so many seasons in a row, and they still have this sort of big bowl of gruel 
that you put enough Parmesan cheese on that you can yeah. stomach eating it. And they don't really have any bad contracts. Right. But also, you know, I wouldn't... They're at, I the, wouldn't they're necessarily... at their cap limit, too. What's that? They're, they're capped out this yeah. season. But it's it's such a weird combination of having every guy on your team making like $6 million a year. Right. Yeah, there's not a, there's, there's not a lot of separation in salaries. It's a team that's everybody's... It's like a socialist paradise. Yeah. Everyone makes the same amount of money. Everybody has the same role. No one stands out that much. And everybody, you know, you look at the roster, and almost everybody is a guy you'd want to have. Yeah. But just that's not how really good basketball teams are made. Right. Like RJ Hunter, (laughs) what, like, what is he? He You can't play. He should be, he should be in Brooklyn shooting seven threes a game. Yes. Yeah. And it's almost it's almost bad for the league that they're hoarding young players like this <laughs> because I would watch Kelly Olynyk play for Philadelphia. Tyler Zeller could help a team, mm-hmm. sure. and all these guys are just not gonna play at all. But that, that is the the dark uh, downside of the Eastern Conference being so mediocre. Is that there are teams that are racing to this also notion we're talking of, about the second best team in the East? Yes, <laughs> like and they kind of like, no one's really good, pretty boring. <laughs> but no, they they play good D. They they play really smart, and they have no chance against LeBron. No, just not. none. Nope. I mean, LeBron gets hurt. Yeah, but but he's never is. ever been hurt. In any significant way, his entire career, he's not kidding. He took a two-week vacation that one time. (laughs) Yeah, he took a vacation (laughs) during the season. Was he? Did he and Dwayne Wade just go eat seafood the whole time? Well, there's a rumor that maybe he was juicing. Oh, what? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Because he 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 cycled off apparently for um for train wreck, and then he came back from his vacation and he was huge again. Or maybe it was just to clean up the bald spot. That's good. That's true. Know. He actually had his hair follicles spun and reinserted at a lab in Germany <laughs> so to try to rejuvenate his hairline. Are we wasting our time even previewing any of these divisions because we all know it's going to be Warriors-Cavs in the finals again? No, because you have a season for a reason. Yeah. There's a reason for the season. Yeah. But basketball's fun. Yeah, I know, I know, but it doesn't it's about it... the journey. <laughs> Isn't it depressing for the 28 other NBA franchises to know that they're not even close to well, who, being these super teams? Who are who are you excited to watch on the Boston Celtics on an ordinary day when I would watch Isaiah pass? Thomas because I know that at some point in the season he's going to go off for 40 points mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in a meaningless game. Yeah. And he's going to be a great fantasy asset. Uh, not pass the ball very much, not really create shots for his his teammates, but he's he's exciting to watch. So he's much heart, so much finishing. A lot of heart. He's very small. I really like him, actually. Yeah, Isaiah's great. Uh, I don't think the Celtics are in the top 10 most exciting teams to watch. No. But I do think they're probably in the top 10 best teams in the league. Just because there's a lot of teams yeah, it, on it their level. Yeah, the eight Western Conference teams <laughs> and in Cleveland South. and Boston. Yeah. <laughs> So who uh, do we then think that Boston is going to win this division? Not that divisions matter in the NBA anymore, but I think they're going to win the division. I'm probably. calling them the two. You're calling them the two? I think they're the two. Yeah. Two seed in the in the yeah. East. 
at yeah. barring the only thing I think they could change that is no, I think they're the two. I was gonna say a healthy Chris Bosch, and then I heard that in my head, and I'm like, even that's a five seed, Sean. <laughs> I feel like Joey wakes up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat thinking about a healthy Chris Bosch. Really because every Bosch episode you're like, Chris Bosch is coming back. I love Chris and Bosch. And then I tell you that's not true. You have to hope. I, I have no, His I have a, wife posted Instagram videos of him playing basketball. I have a dark heart. I don't I have no hope. He's great. Final question before we move on to our I'm telling you, there's a world. Where Chris Bosch comes back this season. Yeah, it's a tangent and universe healthy, like a Donnie Darko. Perfectly healthy and wins the MVP. Okay, well, we don't live in that universe. And it'd be the greatest story of all time. Hey, man, if it happens, I'll be right there with you cheering him on. Do the Celtics then go to the Eastern Conference Finals over Toronto? Because it's there's. It all depends on the seeding. Sure, but we're you're, you guys are both saying they're the two seed. So they're playing the seventh seed. I think Toronto is a better playoff team. They certainly have more experience. Um, they, they don't have a have, better don't have a better coach though. I'd be I will be very curious to see what Danny Ainge does at the deadline. Yeah, and I I think he may have learned a lesson. I'm gonna make a prediction right now. Uh-huh. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yet, yet again, he does nothing. There's I mean, gonna be a lot of talk about all their assets, all the picks that they have, and he's and gonna what, have unrealistic. And he's going to be like, I'm going to go get Kevin Durant. Yeah, no, he's going to be like, give me Jay Crowder. I'll give you Jay Crowder if you give me DeMarcus Cousins and Willie Cauley-Stein. And they'll be like, no. Nah. And they'll be like, fuck you. And then hang up. <laughs> I really feel like that's how he calls teams. It is, it is an underrated part of basketball. When people talk about GMs, they always talk about winning individual trades. And one reason that somebody like Jerry West is great is it okay? Remember when the LA Lakers traded Eddie Jones and Eldon Campbell for mm-hmm. Glenn Rice and yeah. J.R. Reed? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Eddie Jones and Eldon Campbell made all star games after yeah, that. People like, clearly win shares, they would have lost that trade. But Glenn Rice was the piece they needed to win the actual title. Mm-hmm. And Danny Ainge seems like he maybe. Maybe he maybe he just doesn't think they're in that point in the success cycle. Or but, he's not smart enough to think two or three moves ahead the way Jerry West was where it's like, okay, we have Eldon Campbell and we've got, uh, we've got uh, Eddie Jones and we've got uh, all these players that we don't, we're not going to be able to use to win a championship. And every time that they're not going to win as a title good as Nick team. Van Exel and Eddie Jones are, every time they shoot, that's a ball that isn't being shot by Shaquille O'Neal or Kobe Bryant. Exactly. And, but, and, and maybe Boston is still trying to find out who those guys I are, but I, to me, it just sounds like Danny Ainge is trying to win individual trades and not thinking about the long yes, range. It also thing. seems like he always, whenever they're the Celtics are in a talk. First off, it seems like he is leaky as fuck. Mm-hmm. A, but B, it always seems like the idea is that, like, yeah, he's got this pick. And this guy for Jimmy Butler, but he won't give up Jay Crowder to get Jimmy Butler. And it's like... Because he's trying to hit the home run. complain in the media about how Charlotte didn't take his offer, which may or may not have existed, that also involved a bunch of first-round picks in the late 20s, which are just not that great. Yeah. They're not that useful. Like... 
if he had Vlade Divac and had the option to trade for Kobe Bryant, he would not have done it. He would not have done it. He would have been. He was like, oh, he's, he have been like I'm giving you this pick. Vlade is our, our most popular player. Yeah. Um, the future two. We'll hold on to him. The deadline. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I, I don't have a lot of faith in Boston to put it together. I think you guys are right. Two seed. I think they are going to the Eastern Conference Finals Yeah, that this year. Toronto is a worse team than they were last year. Yeah. But Boston also not appreciably better except for Al Horford. Al so. Horford. It's hard to tell how actually good Al Horford is, honestly. Right. His um, best years were playing for a team with a really good system and a really good coach. So maybe this is a similar situation. I mean, he's really good. Yeah. But he's also the second best free agent to change hands. Uh he he was the best guy available. They got him, and they didn't have to give up. Yeah, Danny good, anything. Yeah. Good job, Danny Ainge. Sorry Tom for shitting Brady. on you for twenty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I take it all back. All is forgiven. All right. So before we wrap up, we have our favorite segment of the week: the Golden State Warriors of 2016-2017 will be playing this week. The Warriors! The 1979 <laughs> Warriors in a fist fight. In a fist the movie, fight. The, the, the movie Warriors. That, now, Joey, can you give us some background on the movie Warriors? What, who are they? What are they doing? Yeah, break uh, it they're down. They're a gang in New York who wear leather vests and headbands. Uh, they go to a big gang meeting, and the gang leader of all the gangs, they go to a meeting of all the gangs, Gang leader is assassinated, and somehow they blame all the other gangs. Blame the warriors, so they have to get home to Coney Island from the Bronx. From the Bronx, and, and fight every gang on the way home. They fight many gangs. Ultimately, the movie is mainly about how impossible it is to get to Brooklyn on the weekend, late at night. Yeah. On the subway, how it's many very transfers difficult. did they have to make? It's like four. Yeah, and this was pre-Metro cards, guys. Yeah, this yeah. is now. Um, now, granted, they're not really paying their fares. Now, what well. I sure, they're spoiler jumping the gate. Now, what I will say is, I watched the Warriors pretty recently, uh, and I felt like I could beat any of the Warriors in a fist fight. So bold because they do you know because they're these guys who aren't exactly uh, they handle themselves pretty well in that they movie, do okay but i just mean i feel like a lot of those guys were like five seven <laughs> well let's br- let's break down the lineup then for the warriors who's who's in this in this fight for them steph curry's in trouble in this fight well sure yeah i mean I, I, let's not jump the gun here let's talk about the warriors oh, the gang warriors the warriors gang. who's yeah. in the gang all right so there's swan okay there's, Who is Swan? Michael Beck. He's played by Michael Beck. Um, he looks like one of the... They all look like the Sweat Hogs, man. Everybody looks like, like yeah, the Sweat Hogs. They all look like one of the Sweat Hogs. Uh, which one is the guy... Uh, which one is Dexter's dad? Oh, yeah, Dexter's dad. Oh, that's dad. Ajax. Ajax is a attempted rapist who is handcuffed to a park bench mm-hmm. and arrested by the police. There's also Vermin, Cochise, Rembrandt. Question, is Ajax, during this fight, tied to a park bench? He is handcuffed. Okay, so that's a problem. That's a problem for the Warriors right off the bat. (laughs) (laughs) They're one man down. He's an accused rapist who has been handcuffed to a park bench. Uh 
I would put Steph Curry on him. <laughs> You're going to have to hide Steph on somebody. Also, so put him on Ajax. You also, Ajax is the best Warriors fighter, though, also. And at the beginning of the Warriors movie, the, the actual gang leader, Cleon, uh-huh. is presumably beaten to death. Yeah. So they're... They don't have a ton of guys. They're down some guys. They're they're basically they're like the Golden State Warriors in Game Five. Like they've they're yeah. facing suspensions. Uh, they're beaten up. They're tired from a lot of. Cleon's brawling. like the Andrew Bogut. Ajax is the Draymond Green. Yeah, I would, I would say, say that's fair. Yeah. Trouble with justice. <laughs> um, well, let's pivot to the Golden State okay, Warriors okay. then, and t- try to talk about can any of these guys fight? David West can. Oh, absolutely. He's probably the only one that I would really say. Draymond like, Green, I bet. And Draymond, too. yes. Yeah. But David West, for sure. Yeah. Um, He's hurt people in his I life. think Zaza Pachulia is probably yeah. pretty effective in a fight. Uh, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, I've seen them brawl against the Indiana Pacers. Both are virtually useless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I, have, I would I, have no faith in James no. Michael McAdoo. Nope. I kind of think Ian Clark can scrap. Sure. I also think, look, Verjao's ridiculous. But Verjao, you know, he grew up in Brazil. I bet he's been in some fights. Some kind of capoeira things. I mean, the only <laughs> danger with Verjao is he's maybe falling on his teammates. It really That's just true. depends on yeah, when where he, he falls. Yeah, where yeah. he falls. He could end up in the ocean. He could end up on some subway tracks. Um the thing they need to really stress to him, though, is that there will be no fouls called. Yes. Like, he... Yeah. He can't take a dive. There there <laughs> will be no whistles. No one cares if he falls on his back. <laughs> That'll only make him vulnerable uh, to the Warriors gang. Um, what do you I, think about... Dur- how do you think Durant does? Not well. Though he did grow up Baltimore. in a rough... Yeah, he grew up in a rough area. Yeah. So maybe he's been in some fights, but I feel like he was he was like um the USC football player in Boys in the Hood. <laughs> yeah. He's like not I mean he's a, around it all, but he's not really affiliated, he's not really involved in these uh-huh. things. He's just there. Yeah. People like him cuz he's an athlete. He seems like a mama's boy. Uh, he was a church guy, still is a church guy. I don't think he's a fighter. He's not like a Draymond Green. Like that guy's probably beaten. So they basically, they basically have a height advantage. The gang, the Warriors, definitely have a fury they advantage. Also, but the Golden State Warriors have a numbers advantage as well. Timeout. I also have to add, assuming that he makes the JaVale. squad. Well, Javale probably is, can can fight too. But <laughs> I think Mamadou. I think he and Verja maybe knock each other guys, out. Guys, Mamadou in Dae <gasps> is seven oh, foot six. Yup. You remember one one in Game of Thrones and he's just throwing dudes. It's gonna be exactly yeah. like that. That's except the, with the Warriors. That's the difference maker. I think he's massive. He just squashes people's skulls like grapes. Can Elliot be... Williams fight? No, because he he doesn't have any cartilage in his joints. <laughs> so I would say I would say here's what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Normal fight starts. David mm-hmm. West clocks clock, two warriors clocks two immediately. warriors immediately. 
pulls but a knife out. Pulls he's a knife a, out. He's got a butterfly knife, knife in his boot. <laughs> Zaza's doing stuff. Steph and Clay are are. I mean, Clay's not even there. He's I think distracted they take by turns holding each other Clay, back. No, Clay is on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> this is happening around Clay. Basketball warriors are starting to write route the gang warriors. Gang warriors throw a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> Suddenly, it's chaos. Someone throws a knife and hits David West in the wrist. It's chaotic. <laughs> Draymond doesn't quite know what to do, uh, but then Mamadou comes in, and that's that's the clincher. He's yeah. just he just bangs a couple heads together like coconuts, and if he gets stabbed. He's eh, he gets if he dies he dies as they say in Rocky Four. Yeah, he has to be the last resort weapon where he's just going to take a bunch of punishment, but he can he can take it on and yeah. he can still dish it out. Now the other question is: Is anyone on the basketball warriors good at clinking beer bottles together by putting them in his fingers? Uh, Ron Adams. Ron, that would be Coach Ron <laughs> Adams doing. And just and not even not even singing Warriors, yeah, yeah. he would say, "Hello, Warriors, come, <laughs> come out, out to play." play. <laughs> Please it's, come out to uh, play now. These are your defensive assignments. I mean, look, if they sign Stephen Jackson to be their uh, their their coach, <laughs> like they were threat, like they were saying, player coach Stephen it's Jackson. Over. Yeah, yeah, Stephen Jackson. Stephen Jackson. Is David why. West would beat. Some small countries' armies I would in a war. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that in that situation, Stephen Jackson not only defeats the Warriors, he also reunifies the gangs of New York. Yeah, and they take on the cops as yeah, it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, when he at the end, he's like, "Can you dig it? Um, good for <laughs> good, good for good for you, Captain Jack." Uh, all right, let's go go around the table. What do you say, Warriors or Warriors? Warriors. Warriors. Which ones, though, guys? <laughs> yeah, Golden State Warriors. Golden I think State? Sean mapped this out correctly. Okay, and you're saying Golden State as well? I'll say Golden State, yeah. I, I think it's a it's a clean sweep here, guys. I'm saying the Golden State Warriors 2016-2017 are going to unite the gangs and create a dystopia. Especially if they sign Captain Jack to be a coach. Fingers crossed. So, uh, he has a lot of beer bottles, too. <laughs> again, I think the Warriors have only lost to the mascots. <laughs> Well, and the banana boat team in the, in the ocean. ocean. Yes, yeah. yes, they beat the banana boat team on. But land. we stacked the deck against the Warriors for that. Well, I mean, it's just also I don't think Kevin Durant can swim. All right, so that is our show for this week. That was a good one. Next week, uh, what division should we do? Let's decide right now. Uh, let's go to the southeast. Yeah. Oh boy, baby. Oh. Uh, you don't you don't want to talk about that Orlando Magic? <laughs> I have they got they got Surge, man. I like Surge. I'm fascinated by that team. I'm fascinated yeah. by a bunch of these teams. Yeah, They're I, not I, necessarily I kinda... good, but I love I mean Dwight Howard's there. Yeah. Look, man, Dwight Howard in Atlanta, it's it's ten years too late, but <laughs> I'm just glad it's finally happening. September for a Round Ball Rockets shit show month. That's great. Uh, <laughs> uh Joey, anything to promote? No. <laughs> At Joey Devine on Twitter, guys. Follow him. Uh, tip your postmates. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can see me and Joey on oh, September yeah. 10th at Picture Actually, This yeah, in San see, Francisco. I forgot. Jerk. Yeah. That's, that's 9, 10, San Francisco Docs Lab. Uh, 8 p.m. Me, Sean Keen. It's going to be great. If you live in San Francisco. Irene 2. For God's sakes. Adrian McNair. Buy them a drink. No one cares about those people. <laughs> <laughs> what else, Sean? 
the business every Monday night at Little Joy in Echo Park at 9.30. Stand-up comedy showcase. And I am at Dave underscore Schilling. You can find me on The Guardian every single day. And I want to thank James Harden Home Security for sponsoring the show. You know, if you need to be taken care of, if you want to feel safe and comfortable in your home, James Harden is the man to put you to sleep. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.